This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. How often do you think about uh, making sure your wallet doesn't get stolen or your phone, um, your car? It's probably more often than you think. What about your home? Probably never crosses your mind unless you're hearing me talk about home title lock. So listen to this. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Amazing. It's true, though. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You can be a victim and not even know it yet, uh, but you can protect yourself by going to HomeTitleLock.com. You can use the promo code BECK there and you can register your address for a no-obligation home title report. It's $100 value and it's free right now at HomeTitleLock.com. Get the free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com. Code is BECK. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. talk to you about this uh, leaker of these uh, Pentagon papers and everybody is so quick to jump on how evil this guy is and I mean look it looks to me like he made really bad decisions uh, but he doesn't seem to be an operative for another country not that that makes it any uh, less bad for the United States um, but what what was his motive? Who is this kid? Do, was he an agent? Do they how how do they recruit agents like this? Because I'm sure that they have all kinds of ways that they you know find agents online. How do they find these people if he was an agent? And what did it tell us all of these leaks about China? I, I firmly believe that before the next uh, president, uh, presidential election or next president is in office, we'll have a war on our hands. And I think it'll be with China because only because if I were China, I would say this Pentagon, this president, we should do we should grab Taiwan while we can because it'll be easy. Don't know if there's anything to that other than just my gut, but. That's what I would do if I were China. What did we learn about that? Anything? 
We talked to Josh Rogan. He is the author of a great book called Chaos Under Heaven. Uh, we've had him on several times before. We're going to talk to him about some of the things we learned about China and so much more. We begin in 60 seconds. Kind of exciting when you see something old in a new way. A fine example of this is window treatments in your home. When you get new window treatments from Blinds.com, you'll see what I mean. It makes such a difference in the way your home looks. Blinds.com, the easiest way to get the job done, and I mean easy to the point where you're just sitting around doing nothing. You just click installation at checkout, or you can do it yourself and get help with picking everything else uh, out by talking to one of their um, design experts. That also is free. They'll help you decide on the best selection, everything from classic shutters to outdoor roller shades, then a whole lot more. It's Blinds.com. They have covered over 25 million windows and still counting. You rest easy that their 100% satisfaction guarantee is there. There's no guesswork, no hassle, no multiple trips to the store or multiple visits to your house. It's Blinds.com. And you'll save 45% now off selected products at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Josh, welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Great. Great to be back. Thank you. We were just talking about uh, this particular um, uh, leaker. Um, He's not a whistleblower, um, but I don't think he was trying to hurt the United States. uh, I'm not talking about punishment or anything else. I'm just trying to figure him out. Do you have any insight on that? Any thoughts? Right. I mean, listen, as someone who has been on the receiving end of leaks for 20 years, there's basically four motivations. One is uh, that you're trying to uh, um, vanquish your enemy. One is that you're trying to promote yourself. One is that you're doing it for uh, giggles. And one of it is that you're doing it for money. And it seems, based on all the available evidence, that he was doing it for his ego, for giggles, that essentially he's a moron. Okay, <laughs> and it's a sad story because he's 21 years old Correct. and he threw his life away to be a big shot on a Discord server for a few months, and that's a personal tragedy for him and his family. But I think the point here is that because morons are likely to do moronic things, maybe we shouldn't give access to our top secret information to hundreds of thousands of people who inevitably some will be morons. Yeah, okay? I- and. Yeah, you know, and so you could blame the moron, sure, but you should also blame the system that let the moron access all correct, that stuff. correct. And you know, all we hear from the administration is, "Oh, well, nothing went wrong." Well, nothing went wrong. Right? <laughs> if nobody takes accountability, then no, nothing will get fixed. And you can't just say, if you can't just say that nobody made any mistakes, but that's exactly what this administration. But how well, everybody then, then, then even if somebody didn't make a mistake. I mean, I know they put new traffic lights in all the time here in Texas. You'll be driving down a street and there's no traffic light. And all of a sudden there's a traffic light. Why? Because a lot of people started making mistakes and there were traffic accidents. So nobody made a mistake not putting a light in there in the first place. But once it's exposed as a problem, you change it and put a light in. Nobody did anything wrong. Well, how about the policies? Because it seems like if he was if he was allowed to do this, he shouldn't be. Right. And you can be sure that now the Massachusetts Air National Guard is going to get cut off from some of this stuff. But to be honest with you, Glenn, I've been, again, 20 years of dealing with this kind of uh, information leakage. Uh, I'm here to tell you this, ha- this happens all the time. You go into any office in the Pentagon, you go to any K Street lobbies, you'll find 
classified. You go into Joe Biden's garage. You go into the Mar-a-Lago <laughs> party storage room. Right. You're going to find a lot of secrets just laying around. It's just true, okay? And I'm actually surprised this kind of thing doesn't happen every month because of how horribly the handling of this top secret information is done all over our government. Now, that's not to say that there isn't an also a parallel problem here of overclassification, right? Yes. We're classifying way too much stuff. But then the stuff that's really important to classify, we're not keeping it a secret. So you can have two thoughts in your head. One is that we need to classify less stuff and then take the stuff that's really classified and protected better. Uh, but we're doing neither of those. So I haven't really heard from anybody that doesn't have an axe to grind one way or another. Um, just talk about what he released. Right. What, what, who did this really hurt? What did we really find out? Right. So I, I put the, the disclosures into three buckets. One is stuff we shouldn't know. One is stuff we should have known about, and one is stuff that we already knew about. I'll explain what I mean. Stuff we shouldn't know, right? When we're spying on top Russian leaders, when we have a mole at the top level of the government of our enemy, that should stay secret. Because once you blurt that out into the world, that guy gets killed, we lose our source, and our country's security suffers. Let me make it very simple for everybody. The first rule here, stuff we shouldn't know, that's the knock list that that Tom Cruise protected. (laughs) In Mission Impossible number one, <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. All right. Right. So that's bad. He should not have have released that stuff. Then there's the stuff that we should have known about. This is what I reported on, Glenn, that China has tested a new hypersonic missile that can defeat our aircraft carriers and our missile defense. In other words, we spent 30 years building aircraft carriers and missile defense, and the Chinese built a missile for a 100 thousandth of the price that makes those things obsolete. That seems kind of important for people to know. Yeah. Why were we hiding that? That was in the documents. I brought that out. I think that's, there's a lot of stuff in the documents that American people should know because it reveals that uh, the world is changing fast and our government really isn't on top of it. Correct. And they need to be. It, 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 it does make a difference because usually I would say, hey, we don't need to, to release everything that they have knowing that what they have. But I think there is it, you, you hit it on the head. There is a need for the American people to understand the world is about to dramatically change. And the United States is sitting around with its hands in its pockets. Right. So maybe we shouldn't build more aircraft carriers, and maybe we should build the stuff that fights hypersonic missiles, because that's what our enemies are shooting at us, okay? Correct. So that's one big thing. The third thing is stuff we already knew. Now, this is like, you know, again, Glenn, we we should have learned after like five years of like Russiagate that like the intelligence officials, when they're predicting the future... They don't really know what the hell they're talking about any more than you or me, right? And they're, but they have to do it. They have to file these analyst reports every day. And then one of them leaks to Congress like, oh, my God, we figured out the future. But nobody knows the future, so we know that they're full of crap, right? So it's sort of like, okay, well, what do they do? They end up saying, the Ukraine war is grinding to a stalemate. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I know where you're going. <laughs> or, or uh, oh, China has, China has enough missiles and planes to bury Taiwan under a pile of rubble before they can do it. That was today's story. Taiwan can't defend itself from China. Guess what? That's true. It's obvious. Everyone in China knows it. Everyone in Taiwan knows it. So the fact that it got leaked from a document by a bunch of analysts who are probably reading the paper doesn't really bother me. So that's the third. It's like Correct. stuff that everybody knows. And I, I think there is something that, you know, I have no access to secret information, but I think it's it fits into this category. We have no real ability to fight a war with China, especially in Taiwan. We have no ability. We don't have the supply chain. We, I mean, they could overwhelm right. us with drones uh, from China. Just, just 
knock us out of the sky with drones like crazy. We're not prepared. So all this talk about a buildup of war with China should be really concerning to the American people when you learn they have missiles like they have hypersonic missiles and we're not prepared just in a supply line for anything that happens in Taiwan. But nobody's talking about it. Well, Glenn, you're, I, I, I 100% agree with you because I was in Taiwan uh, in November and I went to the front lines of the defenses and I found something uh, that shocked me that the front lines aren't really there, that it doesn't exist. The Taiwanese know that they can't defend from an invasion. And guess what? Our intelligence community knows that we can't defend from a uh, uh, Chinese invasion. And yeah, we're telling ourselves a story in Washington about some sort of fight over Taiwan that doesn't match the reality. Now, there's two things you could do about that. One is you could just admit it and say, okay, well, Taiwan, you guys are on your own. I guess we'll just give all of our semiconductors uh, you know, to the Chinese and see how that goes. Or you could fix it. In other words, you could give them the stuff that they need to defend themselves and move our stuff closer to Taiwan to make our deterrence right. more credible. All right. Now, I, I, again, you, those are two legitimate arguments, but what we're, the, what we're doing is the worst of both worlds because we're pretending Good. that we can defend Taiwan Correct. when we actually know that we can't. And so they I, know I, we can't. They know we, we can't. Know it, they know, and yeah. the Chinese know it, right. right? So they're not deterred. And this is the problem that we made with Putin is we told ourselves that Putin was deterred and he wasn't. And we know he wasn't because he invaded. So what are we going to wait until that happens again? Or are we going to learn that lesson and decide that if we care about these countries and if we're going to make a commitment to defend them? And again, you may say, okay, well, we shouldn't commit that if we can't back it up. Fine. All I'm saying is if we do commit it, then we should back it up. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. We can't bluff our way through and then fold. We have to back it up. But we're not preparing for any of that and how far do these missiles fly and they're they're hypersonic which i've just heard last week or the week before that we now have one but i don't know if i believe that um this is a hypersonic which makes it almost impossible to take down right right it's hypersonic which means it flies faster than sound but it's also a hypersonic glide which means you can maneuver it so when we shoot up the missile defense all we have to do is maneuver around it and we can also maneuver, they can also maneuver it to hit our aircraft carriers, basically as far as Guam. Half the Pacific is now, you know, n- no entry for our aircraft carriers if they decide to use these things. That's a huge problem for Taiwan, but not just for Taiwan, for the entire South China Sea. They're basically taking over Asia while we're sleeping, okay? And now I'm not saying that we should buy hypersonic missiles to fight hypersonic missiles. I'm saying that we should buy the things or build the things that defend against hypersonic missiles. And so it's complicated and you have to think ahead of your opponent. But right now they're thinking ahead of us. And the scenario is that if China, I heard you talk about the timeline, right? The timeline for me is they'll go when they're ready. They're not ready. That's why I don't think they can go this year or next year. Sure. They'd rather do it on a Biden watch than on a Republican watch, but they don't, they're not ready yet. So if you, if you think about it, they'll probably get ready in about three or four years. That's the best guess. And we don't know who's going to be president then, but that's our timeline to prepare. Oh, that would be that would be a dream come true if that if that's true. And, you know, uh, my sources tell me that they don't have the landing vehicles uh, to be able to do an invasion like that. They could they could clearly wipe everything out uh, and defeat us, but they don't have all of the things they would need to really take that island. Is that so, Glenn? 
Yes, that's right. But there's three things that the Chinese are doing. One is to prepare the invasion force, which will take three or four years. The second is to prepare economic resiliency. They saw the Putin sanctions and said, not for us. Why do you think they're going around the world changing all of their business agreements out of U.S. dollars? Mm -hmm. That's because when they attack, they don't want to be sanctioned. So they're actively trying to protect themselves from sanctions. That's number two. Number three is they're building a thousand new nuclear weapons. Why are they doing that? Why are they building 400 missile silos in the middle of China and then a thousand nuclear warheads? There's only one reason. It's to threaten to attack us if we defend Taiwan. They're building a nuclear deterrent, uh, an economic resilience, and an invasion force. And all those things coalesce around 2027. And we don't know who's going to be president here. We don't know who's going to be president in Taiwan, but we do know who's going to be president in China. That's the president for life, Xi Jinping. And he wants to do this, and he's going to do this one way or the other. In other words, he might not even attack if he can get us to not care and get the Taiwanese to switch governments to a pro-China government, then he'll do it without attacking, and he'll just politically and economically. That's actually better for him, but he reserves the right to attack. So we have to prepare for that, but not only focus on the military part. We have to focus on the economic coercion, the political interference, the cyber warfare. This is how the autocrats wage war. You know, it's not just guns and missiles and throwing recruits at at the problem. Uh, They're waging a multi-front hybrid warfare, and we're not sophisticated enough to deal with that, but we need to be. Josh, hold on for one minute. I've got a couple of more questions for you. Let me just uh, clear out this commercial from American Financing. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Back to Josh Rogan in uh, 60 seconds. One of the hallmarks of the American way has always been the rugged individual. You know, you stand up straight, be responsible, take care of yourself and your family. You owe a debt. I'm going to pay that debt, you know, no matter what. Um, If you're dealing with a lot of debt right now and you're fiscally responsible, then you are looking at some real sophisticated uh, situations right now. You might want to consider refinancing your mortgage at a lower rate and paying it off. And for that. You need the help from experts that you can trust, experts who aren't, you know, working just for the bank. They're instead helping you achieve financial independence. You've got to do your own homework. This isn't right for everybody, but American Financing is a family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you, and they're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. Plus, you could end up being able to delay two mortgage payments and enclose in as little as 10 days. Call American Financing. The number is 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Josh, one more question on this China thing, and this is a really this is probably crazy. But if I were president, I or somebody in somebody in the planning room, if there is one anymore, that it would be saying, "Okay, we got to do everything we can to get some very high tech, the best of the best uh, chip factories here in America. We've got to do everything we can to attract so we can get that high end chip making ability happening here in America as quickly as we can. And then, honestly, the only thing I would would do if they you know, took Taiwan is I hate to say this, but I would blow up those chip factories because that's yeah. really what they want. 
Right, right. Okay, so I, you know, Glenn, I can't lie to your audience. I have to be honest. I just can't help it. We we just took our best chance to build the next generation of semiconductor factories in the United States, and we flush it down the toilet. You've heard of this CHIPS bill. It was the first time Congress ever did anything in, in a bunch of years. And what they did is they spent $50 billion to subsidize the semiconductor industry to build not the latest CHIPS, to build basically the second-tier CHIPS, okay? And we got enough did- of those. We, we can make those. We can make those. I mean, we need those, too, but, you know, yeah, I know it, it but... doesn't really get at that problem. Now, I, I saw Tsai Ing-wen, the president of Taiwan, when she was in town, and, and they asked her, okay, well, you guys make the best chips. Can we make them here? And she said, listen, it's not possible because we spent 40 years setting up the supply line in the factories. And it does. you can't just pick up all of that stuff and just move it across mm. the world. It doesn't work that way. And we just tried to make this big investment, and we didn't do it. It was a big payoff to these industries who, by the way, are taking – separate money and going to build chip factories in China because they, they love to do business in China too. So it's kind of a, a, a taxpayer subsidy that's being funneled out of the country, but that's a separate issue. What I'm trying to say is to answer your question directly is that, you know, if, if, if China takes Taiwan with those chip factories, then they will control the world economy uh, for the next, let's say 20 years. Now, if they blow up the chip factories, then we're all screwed. Then you're, you know, forget about your your next generation robotics, your cars, everything. But so I don't. I, I, that's not really a good solution. But yes, I do think that if if the attack is coming, that will be the choice. And to be honest with you, it's up to the Taiwanese. And the Taiwanese yeah. I talked to would rather not blow up their economy, and they would actually rather be subjugated to Beijing than to be uh, have no economy at all. And that's the. Again, a reality that we don't like to talk about in Washington because we like to tell ourselves everything's right. fine. Everything's not fine. The only real way to save our economy and to not starve our, 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 our businesses of the next generation technology is to prevent China from attacking Taiwan. And the only way to do that is to by upping the deterrence. And that's why we have to be serious about defending Taiwan, not just about talking about it. That's my view. You may disagree. That's my view, okay? Because all the alternatives are disastrous. We don't want China in control of Taiwan. That's a disaster for our economy, for our core interests. And if we blow up the economy, well, that's kind of a, a nightmare scenario as well. So why don't we just do what we say we're doing, which is to <laughs> be on Taiwan's side to defend them from getting attacked for no reason. You know, because... Wait, I don't think I understand. People. Wait, you mean like let your yes be yes and your no be no? Do what you say and say what you mean and mean what you say. Wow, I that don't. That would be a revolution in American foreign policy. <laughs> I haven't seen it 25 years. I don't know about you, but why don't we try it just for once? I know, but Let's the other happens. is working so well, Josh. It's right, working right. so well. Oh, right, it's just right. crazy. Josh, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, all your analysis and your hard work. Josh Rogan, uh, the name of his book is Chaos Under Heaven, and it uh, it talks all about China and what we're really facing. Um, Josh Rogan, you can follow him. He is a uh, columnist for the Washington Post. All right, you sick, twisted freak. We come back with more on AI. The Glenn Beck Program. Wow. Not a lot surprises me anymore. You know, you give me, you know, government overreach. I've usually seen it, been there. Yeah, I have the T-shirt to prove it. But... We're actually watching our country go down the path towards becoming a banana republic in real time. And that is even shocking to me, not to mention kind of heartbreaking. So what do we do to fight back? Well, we stand up. It starts with spending the money that we have 
in a way that is actually helping our cause, not hurting it. Patriot Mobile is a great example. It's America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major um, networks. So you get the best possible service in your area, but you're not simultaneously helping fund woke propaganda by spending money with the big mobile companies. I want you to call them now. 100% U.S.-based customer service team. They'll make switching incredibly easy. It is patriotmobile.com slash back. Save money every month. Do the next right thing. 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash back. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. This is the uh, Glenn Beck program. I was just having a conversation with uh, OpenAI, uh, and I was asking it to explain time in its realm, time in parentheses, because AI won't experience time like we understand time. Um, but in 24 hours, it can accomplish so much more than an average human could accomplish. The, the updates and the things that chat gpt are developing now are uh doubling in every 48 hours so its capacity or its uh it's i don't even know how to explain it because it's it's not necessarily growing on itself um but it is growing in uh power scope and intelligence at an, an alarming rate, if you uh, want to put this genie back in the bottle, which, by the way, no matter what anybody says, you can't do that. It won't happen uh, because there will always be somebody that takes uh, and takes this and makes a bot and there's going to be people making bad things. So I, I asked it, um, you know, define human time compared to your quote unquote time and processing capabilities. He said, as an AI language model, I don't experience time in the same way that humans do. I don't have feeling or consciousness, so I don't think or experience time at all. My processing speed and ability to generate responses are based on the computational resources available to me, which can be scaled up or down depending on the specific implementation. This is where AI gets really spooky as well. Once AI has a dictate that it must survive or it must grow or whatever it is, must save humanity, it will start dictating its own uh, computational speeds and it will just start absorbing. This is, this is, again, science fiction, but it's about to be science fact, I believe. Uh, it will just start absorbing full server farms and it will just increase its computational speed uh, and start to regulate its own energy and cut other people off from energy. Um, a rough comparison between human time and my processing capabilities, we can consider the concept of thinking speed. One way to think about this is compare the amount of information I can process in a short amount of time to what humans might process in a longer period. For example, it takes humans 24 hours, let's say, to read and comprehend a thousand pages of text. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Uh, um, I might be able to process this same amount of information in just a fraction of a second. 
depending on the available computing resources. Now, why this matters is because as it grows and as it grows closer to AGI, artificial general intelligence, that's a being like us. We're good at multiple things. Uh, as it gets to uh, AGI, you can give it a problem and then go to bed. And it is weeks or months in computer time. In your time, you went to bed eight hours ago. You're coming back to the computer. But it has been working to try to solve that all night at such speeds that it would take months, if not years, for you or a whole team of people to do that work. So it is constantly um, churning. That puts you in a time to where wars will be fought with algorithms, and they'll be fought in seconds. If, if you had an algorithm that said, cripple the United States, it would either spit out how a step-by-step on how you can do it, or if you give it the space online, it will just do it. It will just create all of the things it needs to cripple the United States or cripple China. And it will happen so fast, somebody in China could come up with an idea today, and tomorrow we would be crippled. This is, this is why people are now saying, we've got to pause this, but I don't know how to pause it. And maybe they're just saying, don't give it access, full access to the Internet. Now, it still has access to, I don't know exactly how this works. We should, we should have an AI expert on. I'm not sure how the access to the Internet, because it's online, but I don't think it's engine. I, I don't know how it works exactly. But um, they're saying keep it off uh, of, you know, its own portal to the Internet. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that the way it learns. Like, for example, ChatGPT, if you ask it, you know, what were last night's basketball scores? It can't answer that because it only its learning basis only goes up to 2021, mm. which is interesting because, you know, people are going to be asking questions like if you were to ask questions about like, I don't know, masks or like the origins of COVID. Right. Mm. But it learning only goes up to 2021. It's going to answer probably, you know, something about how Gosh, think of that, you know, think of that. Right. Uh, and there's so much we've learned in 2022 and 2023 already that are kind of important. Now, maybe there are some exceptions to that, uh, but it is a, it's a fascinating thing. You won't know all the time where that line is or how much it's learned. Certainly, it could learn all the way up till today. I mean, yeah, but you don't even, that. I mean, if you have nefarious thoughts, you don't need it to learn up to today, you know, but you right. do, the average person does need to learn about chat GPT or the internet. Most people or the um, artificial intelligence of the internet. Most people uh, would really struggle, much more so than me, and I'm pretty well read on this stuff, but I'm not a scientist or anything else, so I just have basic understandings. You know, don't touch the stove, it's hot. I know that kind of stuff. Um, I know don't let it have full access to the internet, um, because that's when it can be everywhere. It will just place itself in your refrigerator everywhere and you'll never get rid of it 
Um, I don't even I mean, it's I like, know. It's, it is you when you you described this earlier as like us trying to predict alien technology like we it is no we alien life alien life we don't have any idea how it operates how it works it's so true because I don't I mean when you talk about that sort of stuff like I don't even how could that even be possible but it's it's so it happens so fast and we are so doubling every 48 hours they have never Jeez. seen any technology compound this quickly doubling every 48 hours. Remember when I said every day there will be something that comes out in the news that you'll be like, I can't believe we just did what? Yeah. It's possible to do. Well, you notice that's about once a week right now? Yeah, it does feel that way. Okay. Yeah. About once a week. It's going to be every day soon. Soon. We'll make 10 to 11 years of progress in the next six months. Think of that. 10 years of progress in the next six months and then god only knows they don't know how to predict this and like i said to you earlier off air for anybody who says they know what this is going to do they're 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 mistaken this is as close as you could come to alien life it knows all about humans but it's not human um, it may wildly misinterpret something like protect all humans. You know, okay, well, protecting all humans may mean, to, you know, or protect the planet may mean kill all the humans. <clears throat> you know, it, we don't know how it's going to think. It is like predicting, oh, well, the aliens come down. They're going to think this. We don't know that. It's a whole different way of thinking. We don't even know how it processes things. We know the algorithms that we put up. But it's a neural net. And so how it's coming to these decisions, we don't even know. How frightening is that? We have created Frankenstein. Some would back then, back, you know, when when Mary Shelley wrote that, she wrote that she was inspired. This is my belief. I, I don't know if I could prove this out, but it's my belief that she wrote that at a time when electricity was just starting and at the early days of electricity they were you know they were hitting frogs with juice you know they were hitting you know hitting animals and like look and the frog would jump but it was dead and she was thinking about that technology and can you bring life back so frankenstein and the and the argument back then is well that life doesn't have a soul if you could do that it doesn't have a soul well that's what we're creating now Will artificial life, if we can get there, will it have a soul? No. Will people claim its life? Yes. So is it life? I don't know. We haven't solved the Frankenstein question from the 1800s yet. <laughs> and we probably never will. Yeah. Uh, at least with some sort of uh, unanimity. Um, it's interesting because, I mean, I, I, I've been reading... I like I read a, a couple of these like message boards about ongoing scams. I like I love reading about oh, these yeah. scams, and you see so many of them are repeated, right? Like you know, there's there's scams where um, people get sucked into romance scams. They're they mm -hmm. get uh, texts with to random numbers, and they're like, oh oh, we should talk, and then they become they they become friends with these people, and then eventually. Uh, and convince them to invest in cryptocurrency scams, and like it, it, there's all these things that happen, and people are constantly victimized by these things and we know i mean the, the joke one is the nigerian prince right like right. and you're like how are people still falling for this and they are still falling for even that one right now 
imagine being able, instead of having a thousand people. You don't have to imagine. It's already there. ChatGPT will make that bot Mm. today. And like you said, without a thousand people, it's one bot Mm -hmm. and it's sending out. And every time it's rejected, it learns. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and so it gets better and better. How to manipulate people, real people, real people. Identity theft is going to go through the roof, mm-hmm. through the roof. And they believe too that there <clears throat> will be examples of a again. Chat GPT is going to have. If you go on their website, it's going to have blocks against this sort of stuff. Yeah. But people will use this exact te- technology, and there's already a hundred different versions of it. Mm-hmm. We just only talk about mm-hmm. Chat GPT and Bard, if anything else. Mm-hmm. But there's a hundred different versions of it. A, 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 a one that is designed to do these bad things, they believe it will convince people you need to go murder this person to save the country, right? Like you when need to I go. Say, when? How long ago did I say that would happen? You've been talking that. about it for. I, I said that very thing would happen. That's and, crazy. And it and it will. You know, someone who let's say you have an enemy. Yeah. Right. You target people, someone you think is vulnerable. And this happens with real psychopaths that do this to yeah, regular yeah, yeah. people in real life now. Imagine this times a thousand where, or a million or an unlimited amount when it comes to chat GPT or, or one of these clones, where you could go and convince people, I have this enemy, you should, I want to ruin their life. Find a real person who thinks they're talking to a real person, convince them to go do your bidding for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an answer <clears throat> that I don't think anybody else will give you an answer on with this. Uh, what do we do about this growing technology. Do we ban it? What do we do? I'll give you an answer in uh, just a minute. Let me first tell you about Goldline. Warren Buffett said last week, we are not through with the bank failures. Really? I thought it was fine. The Fed also says now we're likely to see a recession this year. Wait, I thought that was fine. Thanks guys for admitting what we already knew. They're calling it mild. And you know what? I'm inclined to take them at their word. I mean, if, if it didn't seem like a lot of this was happening on purpose, I, I would say, sure. Yeah, I'm, 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 I don't believe the lies anymore. When banks fail and you can't keep your money there, where do you go? If the dollar, God forbid, fails, hopefully it doesn't. But if it does fail, what do you have for dollars? You know, this is uh, this is coming out from all different states now. I don't know if you've seen these. These are gold. What are these gold bucks or something like that that different states are are putting out? Well, okay, that's good. I think that's a really good step in the right direction because I don't believe just having gold on on paper makes a difference. You have to have physical gold. Now, you're paying so much extra for those. Go to Goldline where you could buy just a you could buy a bar of it you could buy an old coin which is what i buy uh you can buy new ones you can buy silver gold line and you'll have it in your hand gold line will help you with every single one-tenth ounce of gold or or bar that you acquire this week you will receive one free silver mind your business bar at no additional cost. So you get gold and silver this week only. 866 Goldline. 866 Goldline or goldline.com. Join the conversation. 888 727 Back. The Glenn Back Program.
We were uh, we were just uh, talking about uh, AI, and we'll get into more of this uh, tomorrow. But there is a great concern, as there should be, about what do we do about this because it's growing so rapidly, and um, it could get out of hand just by one person. Everybody's talking about well, should we regulate it? Should we not regulate it? Uh, you know, you can't regulate it because it's all around the world. And what you're going to regulate it so the government can do it with its pals? Well, that doesn't make it any better. Um, thou shall not have other gods before me. We've talked a lot about worshiping other gods, but we are worshiping our technology now. We're even in a prayerful stance. When you see people scrolling online, their head is bowed like they're praying. They're just their heads bowed. That's the way we look all the time. And, and there's an old Sufi uh, saying, that which you gaze upon, you will become. That's universally true. And look at us. We're becoming more robotic. The thing that we have to do, you want to prepare for eventualities, is stop being so reliant on all of these processes. Start being more reliant on people, more engaged with people, less with the Internet. Use it as a tool, not the center. If you ever catch yourself saying, oh, I couldn't live without this, get off of it. Get off of it. Because this technology is could be the greatest blessing to mankind ever, could be the biggest curse ever. Make sure that you are sustainable in your own life. Make sure that you're not dependent on that. Because the world could change rapidly. And my guess is it's going to rapidly. So be a survivor. Make sure you concentrate on self-control and regulation. 